glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, I want to thank you all for coming out this very chilly evening. Those of you who are watching by live stream, thank you for joining us as well. I know that you're there watching, but you're not there to be a spectator, but to be a participator. So I thank you for joining us this evening. Uh, before we get into prayer, I just want to just take a few moments to share three thoughts with you about prayer. So if you'll allow me the few minutes to do that. Um, I want to start off by giving you a definition that I read from a well-known writer on prayer. I've shared this before, but it just bears repeating again. But it says that prayer is a wonderful power placed by Almighty God in the hands of His saints, which may be used to accomplish great purposes and to achieve unusual results. That's such a powerful definition of prayer. But understand that prayer, or the power that's called prayer, what it does, it causes God to intervene, to step in, and to interrupt the current circumstances of life. Not only on our behalf, but on behalf of those that we are praying for. So imagine you praying for someone, someone you know, a friend, a relative, a husband, a wife, a child. And you're praying for that individual and God steps in, intervenes or interrupts the current circumstances of that individual's life. Preventing that child from, from getting into trouble. Preventing someone from making a bad decision. Preventing someone from, from walking in, in danger. That's what God can do. But that's what the power of prayer can do and can cause God to do. So prayer, you have to understand that there are no limits to the range of prayer. So the possibilities of prayer is, is unlimited. And that's very important for us to understand because I know what it's like when we're praying for something and, and, and nothing happens. It's very easy to become weary. It's very easy to want to give up and quit. It's very easy to wonder and doubt God or even question God. But I got to tell you, Prayer works. And there's power in prayer. The first time I experienced the power of prayer was when I was a young Christian. And, you know, I didn't know much about praying. I knew about praying, but I didn't know the principles of praying. And I didn't know how effective it was. But there was one verse. And you've probably heard me say this time and time again. But there's one particular verse that helped me. To understand the principle of prayer. And that's in Mark 11 verse 24. And it says this. Many of you are familiar with this verse. But it says, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. I could not imagine or believe how, how simple this principle was. But when I began to understand it, I got a hold of it and I began to apply it and I began to see God intervening, interrupting and stepping into my circumstances, changing and turning things around. And it's interesting because what Jesus is really saying here in this verse is this. He's saying this, whatsoever is promised to whosoever that prays and believes. And so that's what this principle is all about. 
It's about praying to a God that's powerful enough to do whatever he needs to do in our lives. And I'm convinced that there are still many believers right now that have not yet tapped into the, the, the unlimited possibilities of God's power in prayer. And let me give you an example. Let me use this illustration. If I was to put a million dollars into your physical bank account, you are a guaranteed millionaire. But if you don't know how to write out a check, if you don't know how to withdraw, then the things that is guaranteed, you cannot receive or enjoy. Every believer has a spiritual heavenly bank account. But the problem is that many believers either forget to sign their check or forget to withdraw from their spiritual reservoir. Or perhaps maybe they don't even understand how to make a withdrawal on that spiritual reservoir. And because of that, they cannot enjoy the blessing and the power that God provides us in our heavenly bank account. Amen? But how unlimited are his blessings? Look over in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. A very familiar verse of scripture. Ephesians 1 and verse 3 says this. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. He's saying that all of the blessings that the heavenly places contain belong to you and I. It is ours to withdraw from. Hallelujah. It's our heavenly bank account that are filled with blessings that are waiting to be withdrawn. Come on now. And prayer is the means of withdrawing from that heavenly account. Look at 2 Peter verse 1, uh, chapter 1 I should say in verse 3 in the New Living Translation. Listen to what it says. It is by his divine power God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, which is Christ Jesus, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous and glorious and excellence. Glory to God. He's saying that God has given us everything for living a godly life. So if you need wisdom, you simply draw on your heavenly account for wisdom. If you need provision, just simply draw or make a withdrawal off your heavenly account. Because the Bible says, let him ask God. Simply asking God is prayer. And if you're lacking in anything, the Bible tells us if you're lacking wisdom, ask God. There's a heavenly account waiting to be withdrawn. And all we simply need to do is put the power of prayer into action. Hallelujah. So basically what I'm saying is this. We are all spiritual millionaires. So we need to start drawing on our wealth, our spiritual wealth that God has provided for us. And listen, I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about everything that God provides us that will help us to live an effective and successful and victorious Christian life. Amen. Far more greater than money. Not, not that God cannot provide money. But God can provide us with anything that we need because he said so. 
And just to show you how liberal God is with his heavenly blessings, look over in Psalm 81 in verse 10. It says this, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. And listen, I love this part. Open your mouth wide and what will he do? He will fill it. Glory to God. So, I mean, it's, it, God has everything and he's provided everything for us. So, when we leave here this place, when we leave this place, when you go to whatever it is you're doing at home, say to yourself, I am a spiritual millionaire with a spiritual heavenly account that I can withdraw anytime I need it. Hallelujah. So, that's my first thought. My second thought is this. Prayer not only provides us with unlimited possibilities and resources, but prayer also provides us with something else. For every problem, every issue, every worry, every fear, every circumstances, every challenge, every difficulty, every uncertainty, etc. God has a solution for all of it. That's prayer. Look at Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6. One of my favorite verses. It says, be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving making your requests made known to God. So what God is saying is this. Instead of worrying about everything be prayerful about everything. Understand this. Prayer can take on anything and everything. Sometimes we, you know, we go through stuff, we tend to make the stuff bigger than, than what it really is or bigger than God. But prayer can take on anything. Please understand that. There's nothing that can come against the fervent prayer of a righteous man or a righteous woman. Because prayer was given to us by God to be able to accomplish great purposes and to achieve unusual results. Come on now. So that's the second thought. The third thought, the final thought is this. Philippians 4, 6 once again says, Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, making or letting all of your requests be made known to God. Why? Because God wants to know. So this verse is a very timely word and a very timely verse and a timely statement that was made by the Apostle Paul because he points to this very fact that all of God's people should consult him about every matter pertaining to life. You know how sometimes you, you have a friend, a good friend that you can trust, a friend that you can tell them anything but there's always something that we are reluctant to tell them, no matter how close they may be. But the Bible says that if there's any cares, any worries in your life, make it known to him. Consult him with everything that pertains to life. Everything. Don't leave nothing out. In other words, we must make everything that pertains to life a matter of constant prayer. And unless we see and understand the importance and the necessity of prayer and give it the important place in our lives, in our daily lives, we'll never get to experience the power and the blessings of God. And more importantly, 
Prayer not only provides us with unlimited range of possibilities. And prayer not only provides us with solutions for everything. But having a consistent, ongoing, daily committed prayer life means unbroken fellowship with God. And if anything, that's probably the best thing about prayer. It's more than just asking God for something. It's about hanging out with God. It's about spending time with God. It's about taking the time to sit there and hear from him. Waiting for him. And talking things over with him. You know, Jesus made it a practice in his life to pray in quiet hours of the morning. For instance, in Mark 1 and verse 35 in the Amplified Version, it says this. And in the morning, long before daylight, he got up. How many of us can actually say that we get up way before daylight to get up? And I don't mean just to go to the bathroom. I'm talking about going before God and pray. Jesus considered prayer such an important part of his daily life and ministry that he would wake up way before daylight just to be alone with God. Just to have that alone time where there are no distractions, no noise. Jesus had to put aside everything just to be alone with God and hear from God. However, when our prayer lives are sporadic, spasmatic, and inconsistent, and many of you will understand when I say it's like gorging yourself with food and drink on a special occasion like Thanksgiving, then starving yourself until the next special occasion, which is Christmas, to gorge yourself again with food and drink. That's how many Christians' prayer lives are. See, the feast or famine. But that's not the kind of prayer God wants to have for us. That's not the kind of prayer lives he expects of us. He expects a consistent, committed, intense, and daily prayer. Prayer is constant communication with God. Whenever I do a premarital counseling... In, prepar- in preparing the couple for married life, one of the things that we stress is communication and the importance of communication in a marriage. Because when there's communication, strong communication in a marriage, it strengthens the marriage covenant. The same thing applies with our relationship with God. Constant communication strengthens our relationship or our covenant relationship with God. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Prayer is more than just asking God for things. It's about having a relationship with a God that cares about everything that concerns you. There's nothing that's unimportant to God when it pertains to our lives. God takes great interest in everything that goes on in our lives. Even the slightest little things that we may think unimportant. God takes great care and importance in everything that we do and everything that we experience in our lives. Constant communication, which is prayer, strengthens the relationship between us and God. And Paul encourages us in in Philippians 4, 6, not to fret about everything, but to communicate everything with God the Father who wants to hear everything that we have to say. And one of the wonderful things about prayer. When we go to prayer, a lot of times we're stressed. We're carrying burdens. We're worried. We're afraid. We're desperate. 
And we go to God all stressed out. But having spent time with God and communicating with God and making all of our requests made known to him. Our spirit man becomes quiet. Our soul has peace. Immediately we begin to rest in the presence of God. Because that's what prayer does. Look in verse 7 of Philippians chapter 4. He says, then after we pray and making all our requests made known to him, he says, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds from fear, from worry, from doubts, from stress, as you live in Christ. So when we pray, and I don't know if you've ever experienced that when you're praying and you cast and you pour all of your cares and burdens on the Lord. And after you've had shed some tears and cried out to God and, and, and pour out your heart to him in prayer. After it's said and done, you walk away feeling pretty good. There's a sense inside of you saying that everything's going to be okay. There's a confidence inside of you that's saying that God not only heard my prayers, but he's taking care of it right now. I love what 1 John 5, 14 and 15 says. It says this. Now this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, Whatever we ask, we know there's that confidence, there's that peace. We know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. And then finally in verse, in Psalm chapter 5 and verse 3, says this. My voice you shall hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning I will direct it to you. That is, direct every situation, everything, every care and every concern to him. And he says, and I will look up. Looking up means I will look up with expectation. I will look up with hope. I will look up waiting for you to come through for me. And you see, those are the three thoughts that I want to share with you about prayer. Not only are there unlimited possibilities. Not only is it a solution to every problem, every situation in our lives. But it also Provides us with unbroken fellowship with the one who loves us and wants to fellowship with us. You ever try fellowshipping with somebody or hanging out with somebody that doesn't want to hang out with you? But God is not like that. He wants to hang out with us. It doesn't matter what time of day it is. Doesn't matter how much stress we bring him. Doesn't matter how much burdens and cares that we drop into his lap. God's saying, come. He's waiting for us to ask him. He already knows what you're dealing with, but he's waiting for you to come to him because he's a relational God and he wants to commune with us and he wants us to talk things over with him and he wants to help solve our problems by giving him the the necessary things that we need. He wants us to draw on that heavenly bank account that he's provided for us, for every one of us. Hallelujah. So that's what I wanted to share with you this, this evening. Uh, now, I want to take some time to pray, and uh, tonight we want to focus on two things. As we know, this virus has already been wreaking havoc, especially in the state of Rhode Island and Massachusetts. And recently, we've heard that it's, 
it's gone up and spreading and affecting a whole lot more people. But you know what? It's time that we take authority over that. Time that we come together and stand in faith. Because I got to tell you, this, this, this got to be an end to this. There will be an end to this. <clears throat> this is not going to be ongoing. There will be an end to it. Whether it's through the vaccine or however God wants to do it, there will be an end to this. And we're going to pray that God will conquer and over, uh, help us to overcome this virus. We're going to pray that this virus will not hinder the gospel. We're going to pray that the church and the gospel will prevail over this, this virus. Amen? We're going to pray also that, we're going to, that the, God's going to help us to overcome the fear of this virus. This is a curse. Definitely not of God. It's, this is a curse from the devil. And we're going to stand against it. And we're going to speak against it. And we're going to pray for victory. Amen. We're going to pray for peace. We're going to pray for recovery for those who have been affected by it. And then we're going to pray for the president-elect and the vice president-elect. With all the stuff that's going on and the doubts about the, the, the voting fraud and everything else. All I know is this. Whoever's going to be leading this country, we're going to pray for them anyways. So in preparation of them taking over the country and leading this country, we're going to pray for them. And so I'm going to ask you to join me this, uh, this evening. Those of you watching live stream, I want you to also join me in prayer. And then I'm going to release you to pray individually before you and God and, and communicate with him whatever it is that you need to communicate with him about. about. So let's pray and let's join me and um, let's start with the virus. Father God, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Father, we're joined together in faith and unity, Father God. And Lord, I, I can confidently say, Lord God, that every one of us are tired of the disruption and interruption of this curse. Father, we come against it right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, we come against it in Jesus' name. Father God, will not be succumbed to it, Lord God. We will not be affected by it, Lord God. No longer will this disrupt our lives. No, no longer will it interrupt our family. No longer will it affect our families as well or our friends, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray that this virus will not interrupt the gospel and the work of the ministry. Father God, that the ministry will continue. Father God, that your word will go forth, hallelujah, and prevail wherever the word is sent. Father, we thank you that the church will arise, Father God, and overcome this virus. Father God, I, I thank the Lord. I thank you, Father, there will be a time that we can all come together, Lord God, once again to worship on, in the house of God. Father God, to be able to join together, Lord God, hallelujah, in great numbers, Lord God. Never, never have to worry about the virus. Never have to worry about not being close to each other, Lord God. Never have to worry about wearing masks, Lord God. But I thank you in the name of Jesus that there will be a day where we don't longer have to wear a mask or be affected by this virus or, be, uh, or let this virus be a threat to us, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, we curse this thing in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord God. This, this virus will no longer affect the church, penetrate the church. Father God, or bring this sickness into this church in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray that you put a hedge of protection around your church, around the body of Christ. Hallelujah. And Lord, I thank you for strength 
and healing in our bodies. We thank you, though, that we walk in divine health. Hallelujah. We thank you that no sickness or disease will come nigh our dwelling. We thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. That you heal all of our sicknesses and diseases. And so, Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus for putting that hedge of protection around us to protect us, Father God, from this curse of the enemy. We thank you in Jesus' name, Father God, as we plead the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah, that blood that cleanses us from all sin and from all sickness and disease. Hallelujah, that blood that has been shed, Lord, will protect us. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus that those have been affected by the virus. We pray right now for them for a quick recovery. We pray, Father God, for healing in their bodies in the name of Jesus. Father God, we thank you for snatching them, Father God, from the sickness and from death. And Lord, I thank you that you give them life, long life, and many good days in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Father God, that this virus will no longer interrupt our lives. We thank you, Father God, that it will not interrupt our family gatherings. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father God, that it will not affect anything or everything that we do in life, Father. Hallelujah. Father, that this will not be a way of life. Hallelujah. This will not be a way of life. But Father, we look forward to a life of normalcy. But Father, more importantly, Lord God, that this will cause us to draw even closer to you. Father God, that this will not only draw us closer to you, but Father, it will also cause us to open up our eyes. And Father God, to begin to see, Lord God, how much we need you, how much we love you, and how much we depend upon you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayers tonight. Thank you, Lord, for hearing the prayers of the saints tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you for hearing our pleas, Lord God. We're bringing this before you because, Lord, we, we know that you want to hear everything. You want to hear the heart of your people, Lord God. You want to hear the petitions of, our pe- of your people, Lord. You want to hear the requests, Lord God, to be made unto you, Lord God. And so we bring them before you, Lord God. And we thank you for receiving our prayers. We thank you for hearing our prayers. We thank you, Lord God, for being, uh, going to work on our behalf. We thank you, Lord God, for intervening and interrupting the current circumstances of life. Hallelujah. And bringing, Lord God, relief. Bringing healing. Bringing restoration. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. And we have this confidence in knowing, Lord God, that this is your perfect will, Lord God, to be set free from this virus. And we thank you in the name of Jesus that you're already hard at work taking care of this situation, Lord God, and putting an end to this virus. This virus will no longer be a threat to the body of Christ. And we thank you for that. We thank you for that. Hallelujah. 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 We thank you, Father God, that you will prevail over this thing. You will prevail over the circumstances. Hallelujah. That your people will prevail. Hallelujah. And draw closer to one another and bring unity into the body. Oh, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we walk in divine health. Glory to God. We thank you, Lord. We're covered by the blood of Jesus that protects us from every sickness and disease and every sin 
Thank you, Lord. Father God, as we get ready to have new leadership in the White House and in our country, Father, we lift them up to you. Whether we voted for them or not, Lord, is beside the point. Father God, we pray for President-elect Biden and Vice President-elect Kamara Harris, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that you prepare them for leadership. We pray, Lord God, that you give them a godly wisdom and discernment to lead this country. Father God, we pray, Lord God, that they'll lead this country, Lord God, competently. Lord, that they'll do so, Lord God, under your direction. We pray, Father, first and foremost for their salvation. Lord, that they'll come to know you in a personal way. Father, they'll come to experience the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, they'll develop a revelation of what Christ has done on the cross. Father God, they'll come to know the salvation that has taken place. Father, they'll come to know the love that you bestowed upon them, Father God. They'll come to know that you've forgiven them of all sin and cleanse them from all unrighteousness. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. That they'll begin to lead this country, Father, in a godly manner. In a manner, Lord God, that is pleasing in your eyes. Father God, we pray in the name of Jesus that for for health and long life for for President-elect Biden. Father, even though he's up in age, Father God, we pray for him and lift him up to you for health and healing to his body. Father, he'll be able to, to, rule, uh, to lead this country, Father God, with a sound mind and a healthy body. But more importantly, Lord God, a revived spirit. Glory to God. Father, I pray that he'll be a man led by your spirit. I pray, Father God, you protect him and keep him, Lord God, from being influenced from ungodly wisdom. Father God, from, from selfish ambition, from consultants and, and, and advisors, Father God, that are advising him, Father God, for the wrong reasons, for the wrong motives. But Father, I pray that he'll give ear to the, to the church leaders. Father God, that he'll include the church leaders, Father God, to be a part of his advisement. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that he'll allow them to, to advise him, Father, and give him direction, Father God, as it pertains to the church. And Father, I pray that you give him a discernment, Father God, and a wisdom to, to make the right decisions, Father God. And Father, that he'll lead, Lord God, by example, but he'll also be led by your spirit, that you order his steps, Father God, because we know that it is not in man to know the way. And we know, Lord God, that there's a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof is death. How can man know his way? These are the questions that you ask in your word. That's why we pray, Lord God, for him and the vice president-elect. That, Lord God, that you begin to show them the way. By giving them the wisdom and the direction that they need to lead this country, Father God. Father, we lift them up to you, Lord God. And you give them the strength and the fortitude, Lord God, to deal with the pressures that come with this, this job. With the great responsibility that will rest on their shoulders. And Father God, that you give them the fortitude and the strength to be able to stand and having done all the stand. Father, that the responsibilities and this position of leadership will draw them closer to you. Father, they'll begin to recognize their own weaknesses and their own limitations. And Father, they'll turn to you, Father God, realizing that they cannot do anything without you. And so, Father, we pray that you lead them 
more and more closer to you. And they'll begin to hear your voice as to how to lead this country. And so, Father, we thank you, Lord, that you'll lead them to help bring unity and peace into this country. Hallelujah. To bring this country, to continue to make this country strong, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. To be an example to other countries, Father God. Father, this country will take the leadership of doing what is right. Father, surround them with men and women, Lord God, that will also do what is right in the eyes of the Lord. And Father, we continue to lift them up to you. We continue to lift them up to you, Lord God, every day. Father God, every moment of the day, Father God, as they prepare to take the leadership. And Lord, let there not be a day, Lord God, that we don't pray for them. Father, we may not agree with them, but Lord, we're going to continue to pray for them. We may not like them, but Lord, we're going to continue to pray for them. We may have not voted for them, but Lord, we're going to continue to pray for them. Because they are the leaders of this country now. And so, Father, we acknowledge that and we'll just lift them up to you, Father God. That your perfect will will be done in their lives and through their lives, Father God. We pray in the name of Jesus. Father, that these leaders will be committed to a strong democracy, peace, and justice in this country. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, that you protect them from evil influences, from ungodly influences, from selfish influences. Father God, from people, Lord God, who are only interested in power. But Father, we pray that he'll lead this country along with the vice president-elect with a good conscience. A godly conscience. And Father, we thank you. We thank you, Father God. We thank you, Father God. We thank you, Father God. We'll continue to lift them up to you because it is your will for us to do so. So that we may live a long, strong, peaceful, quiet life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 Lord, in spite of all that's gone on in this country, Lord God, we look to you because you, hallelujah, are the creator of heaven and earth. You are God. Hallelujah. Nothing is too difficult for you. You are the king who's on the throne, who oversees everything. You're the God of the earth and heavens and under the earth. Doesn't matter who's in leadership position, but Father, you are the true leader. Glory to God. And we look to you, Father God. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Father, we also pray that you protect the president-elect and the vice president-elect from harm, from injury, and from anything, Lord God, that will try to do them, them harm. We pray for them. We pray, Father God, for you, that you protect them, Father God. Hallelujah. Guide them. Lead them. Hallelujah. 
Lord, let there be a revival in the White House. Thank you, Lord. Let the A's, the advisors, and all of the president's men, let them all come to know you in a personal way. This is not an impossible task, Lord God. But Lord, we ask this because we believe it can happen. We believe that it can take place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We pray for our leaders, Lord God. Not only the president, but those surrounding him, Lord God. Those who are cabinet members. Those who are in the judicial system, Lord God. Those who are in the executive suite, Lord God. The executive department, Lord God. Those who are in the judiciary department, Father God. We pray for all our judges, our secretaries, our, 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 our house of representatives, Lord God. Our senate, Lord God. We pray for all of them. And all of our local leaders, we pray for them, Father God. That you guide them and help them to make right decisions. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We pray for our law enforcement, Lord God. Protect them as well, Father. Lord, help them, Lord, to make the right choices, Lord God. When they're facing danger, Lord God. And you protect them, Father, as well. It's a very difficult job for them, Lord God. They have to go out there and risk their lives, making snap decisions, Father. We pray that you give them wisdom. Every officer, Father God, we pray for them. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We pray for every church leaders, every pastor, Lord God, in this country, and even throughout the world. But especially in this country, Father God, that they'll rise up and be unified together, Lord God, as one. And Lord God, that their prayer lives will will increase and develop, Lord God, as they begin to seek your face for wisdom and direction, Father, in this very difficult time. Father, we pray for every leader in the church. That you guide them and direct them, Lord, that they be spirit-filled and spirit-led in every area of their lives. Father God, that they'll focus on the calling that you've placed them, Lord God, as you help them to fulfill the call that you place in their lives. We thank you, Father God, that we don't lose sight of the purpose of the ministry. And that's to present the gospel to a nation that does not believe you or know you. And we pray, Father God, that in spite of all that's been been going on in this world, Lord God, that your gospel will continue to go forth and lives will begin to change. And, Lord, there will be more people coming to know you in in a personal way. Thousands will be added to your kingdom, Father God. That is the ultimate goal. And so, Father, let us not lose sight of your purpose. Hallelujah. And we thank you. We thank you for the privilege of being in the ministry. We thank you for the privilege of being called your son and your daughter. We thank you for the privilege of fulfilling the purpose and call that you have in our lives. Hallelujah. We thank you for the privilege of serving you in this country. Hallelujah. Lord, may we stand up and, and with boldness, Father God. To represent you, Father, in a godly way. So that people, when they see us, they see Christ. 
Father, that we might be able to shed our light, the light that is in us, Lord God, that it may come forth, that the world may see. Hallelujah. Father, let us fulfill the purpose that you called us to fulfill. Let us be the Christian, Lord God, that you called us to become. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed be the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. At this time, I'm just going to release you to go ahead and pray between you and God individually. I'm sure there's some things that you need to talk over with God. And this is a good time to do it. You can stay in your seat. You can walk around. However you choose to do it. Those of you who are watching live stream, it's a time to just sit and just pray before God and talk things over with him between you and him. Hallelujah. There's one other prayer request that I'd like for you to all join me. Um, this is a family, and their prayer request is to join them in prayer as they fight against cancer. So if you'll join me with me tonight in, in faith, those of you watching my live stream, join me as we go before the Lord right now for this family. Father God, we, we lift up this family to you. You know who they are, Lord God. And we pray, Lord God, that whatever the situation is, Father God, we come against this cancer in the name of Jesus. And Father, we speak health and healing to their bodies. Father God, we pray restoration, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father God, we plead the blood of Jesus over them right now in Jesus' name. Cover them with your blood, Lord God. Heal them of every disease and sickness, Father God, in Jesus' name. Cleanse their body not only from their sin, but, Lord, also from the sickness in Jesus' name. We curse it in Jesus' name from the very roots of it, Lord God. And we thank you, Father God, as we call them the heal of God. We proclaim healing, restoration, Father God. We proclaim that they walk in divine health. We pray a long life and many good days for them in the name of Jesus. We ask that you bless this family, strengthen this family, bring peace in this family, Lord God, and meet every need in their lives. And Father, may they experience the joy of the Lord. And Father, we thank you as we proclaim this right now as them being healed in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for it in advance. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Well, before we close, let me just ask this one question. Okay, I see everybody here and I know everyone here. But those of you who may be watching, uh, maybe this is the first time you're watching this, uh, this program. And perhaps maybe you've never given your life to the Lord. Well, I want to give you this opportunity because once you've, done, once you've done that, God will begin to work in your life and you'll be a new person. 
I can tell you that because God has changed my life over 30 years ago and I've not looked back and I've not been the same. So all I need you to do is simply just say this simple prayer with me and I want you to mean it with your heart. Okay, so if you're out there watching and you've never given your life to the Lord, I want you to say this prayer with me. And all those of you who are here, join me as well. Say, Father, I ask you in the name of Jesus to come into my life, into my soul, revive me, Make me clean in the name of Jesus. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I believe that he was raised from the dead and seated at your right hand. And because of this, I am saved. I have been forgiven of everything I've ever done, everything I've ever said, everything I've ever thought that is contrary to your will. And so, Father, I stand here, cleansed from all unrighteousness by the blood of Jesus. I am now a child of God. I'm a born-again believer. And for this, I thank you. In your precious son's name, I pray. Amen and amen. Now, if you said those prayers, you are now a child of God. Your life now will take a whole new meaning and purpose. And let me ask you to do this. If you would call the office at Faith Christian Center and someone will be there to talk to you. We'll also be glad to give you some some materials uh, to help you understand the decision that you made today. If you'll call the office at 508-336-4110, someone will be there to talk to you. And, and, uh, and again, I said there'll be someone there to take the time to minister to you, to pray for you, pray with you.